The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S.com. Matt, have you ever had phone sex? <laughs> all, all, all the time, actually. It's my favorite form of sex next to dry, dry sex. I mean, it, it doesn't get much drier than, than casual conversation. So in my day phone sex was a very different thing because when when you would get on there the first thing somebody would usually ask you is what are you wearing yes. and and you could you could lie you could say whatever the fuck you wanted because it could be i'm wearing z cavaricis and a members only jacket because i'm cool uh and i just was done shopping the chess king but that is unfortunately nowadays it's like i'm wearing acid wash jeans and a striper t-shirt and people are going to see it because of social media and, and and when you tend and when you grind or whatever. And and I think it's important to put your best look forward. That's very true. But you also have to keep in mind that the striper shirt might be in now. I mean, you go to Kohl's, you buy yourself wash. a striper shirt. Oh, it's in the wash, though. You shoot, prove such a valid I, point. Now I, I had it on for five days straight, man. Now, my question is. Do you know of a place in which I can purchase new clothing at a potentially discounted rate for listening to this podcast? Not just new clothing, but hot clothing. I'm talking about the real tight shit. I'm talking about stuff that's going to make your nipples feel fierce. Your nipples are going to pop? Wait, you're talking about my nipples are going to pop? I mean, not as much pop. I know yours are inverted. But they will feel safe and and protected. And and those places, uh, should you care to go to them, are thehate.com, that's www.thehvii.com, and our other buddies over at Statusphere Merch. Now, both of these are friends of the shows, and that's why we advertise them, but also it's because they've got great stuff. They do. They got some fly-ass gear. They also got spring spring and summer lines coming. They're going to keep you fresh looking all fucking, all fucking year. It is the right time to shop. So if you happen to go looking for some new clothes, go to thehate.com, use our code HBG15, get 15% off your order there. And if you're also interested, check out statusphere.merch.com, use a code TEAR, get 15% off there as well. Episode 82 of the Podcast of Terror, a production of the Galactic Network. I am your host, Matt Stein. With me, as always, is Corey Scott. Hi, Corey. How are you? Corey Scott Back. <laughs> Corey Scott Backman? Corey Scott uh, Bacula. It, it, no, like Baby's Got Back, only with... Uh, Corey's Got Back. Well, you know, we did uh, we did receive our first uh, power couple name from one of our listeners. Uh, we will now forever be known as Maury. Yep. It was that or cat, and cat just didn't seem right for us. Was it cat? Yeah, 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 yeah it was cat. Yeah, because originally it was to our friend Seth. Seth sent me a text and called me cat, something about cat content. I just got really confused. And then he came up with Maury, which is our uh, new power couple name. You're welcome, world. I'm, I mean, it should be Moret, honestly, because what? I'm not so much a power couple with you as I am inside of you. For more on this podcast, including show notes, contact information, subscription links, go to gncast.com slash pot. You can chat with us on our Slack channel, uh, and Corey can tell you more about being inside me. You can do that at gncast.com slash sign up. While you're there, subscribe to our newsletter. Um, podcast of Terror is spoiler heavy. If you haven't seen the topic, which we honestly haven't really reviewed to, or revealed, 
You'll find out soon enough. One of the scariest movies ever. I actually almost turned it off about 30 minutes in because I was so terrified I couldn't finish it. Um, and I'm going to swear a bunch. Um, I'm not drinking this week. I, I hit her hard this weekend, so I'm enjoying a nice cold glass of water. Corey's probably got his Lipton triple bagged iced tea because he likes to put three bags on things. That is absolutely true. <laughs> triple bag in those iced tea waters. One for each testicle. Wow, Corey has three balls. Today I learned something. Um, before we go and talk about this movie that we are still not telling you about, although if you're not a dense human being and you've read the name of the show, you already know. But for the sake of buttfuckery, we'll wait till later. Uh, first up for news. Oh, yeah, we don't have real guests. It's just the two of us because fucking whatever. Well, sometimes I want to take a week off, just spend some time with my with my boo. I was gone so long, it's almost like I'm still a guest. I'm still getting the hang of this shit again. Corey has not actually gotten his job back yet, so there's there's still time. I'm on trial. For what? Uh, I don't know. It's, Being it's, it's, too it's, sexy? Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> too much man. Guilty as charged. Bringing too much dick to Michigan. I mean, as much dick as I had. It it, <laughs> it 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 looks like a giant hand. I figure that that just is waiting for a penis to be in a, a baby r- arm. Yeah. Okay. Old baby arm, Scott. Mm. That's uh, he's got a big dick, right, guys? That's what I really don't. Not do. even remotely. You do. It's hardly worth mentioning. But what is worth mentioning is some of our news stories this week. Uh, the first one brought to us by our friends at Horror Geek Life. We like. To bring you news from them as much as possible because we like them. They're good people. Uh, But they brought to us the uh, Stephen King's It, the 2017 uh, version. The trailer floats to the top. It set a views record. So the the trailer for It, which has been... uh, We've been seeing pictures of the guy playing Pennywise quite a while. His forehead seems to get bigger at every fucking viewing I've had of him. Uh, but the the trailer came out, and in the first 24 hours, it hit 197 million views, which is a record for that amount of time. The previous record only recently was set by The Fate of the Furious, uh, which earned 139 million views in a 24-hour stretch. This one, 60 extra million on it. It, it was either it was like everybody was just glued to their fucking internet that day, or there's something about this trailer. And I will say, it looks pretty goddamn good. I mean, have, you've watched it, right? I have, although I, I don't think I added other numbers. I, I saw it later. But it's it it's lo- it's solid. It looks fucking amazing. It really does. Um, I am a huge It fan. I um, <sighs> My mom was a big Stephen King fan. Oh, is this is a big Stephen King fan? So growing up, I remember seeing the movie or the book It sitting on like their their uh, mantle above the fireplace in our basement. And it was like It, the Tommyknockers, um, and the Stand, all in like big ass hardcover books. Um, so this movie is like a huge part of my childhood. So when I saw that they're remaking it, even though I mean we talked about this way back when before it was like canceled and then put on hold and then started again. It really fucked with my emotions. But when this came out, I feel like the way was worth it. Yeah. I, my wife and I had recently watched the first half of the TV miniseries, which is two episodes, two like movies, essentially, 
um, from uh, it was the early nineties. We we watched that, and it's not great, but it it's still yeah it it still has a lot of the things that you you need for the story to make sense. Uh, we never made it to the second disc, uh, essentially in that. Uh, but she's seen it before, and I I think I've seen it myself. But it was a long time. It was probably in the nineties on TV. I mean, it's 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 long. It's like a solid four hours. It is long, and I mean the the best thing about that is it had um the pennywise was played by tim curry and it's one of those roles that like there's there's a meme out there of like you can judge the kind of person you're talking to by which their favorite tim curry role is because he has so many iconic roles and they're all pretty spectacular um mine might be just because i love the cheesy ass movie uh the the guy he played in the villain in uh three musketeers still uh, or clue i fucking love clue but this like the the whole thing of the kids and dairy it's very evocative you, you could tell they were trying to play off of stand by me which had recently come out and been a big hit in the theaters um which it a lot of similar themes to stuff that stephen king has in in many stories this looks far more sinister than what they were able to pull off in that oh fuck yeah <laughs> i mean it the the kids all look spot on and and they look not dissimilar at all from the kids who were in the show um but there's just the moment of when you see pennywise come out from the drain not come out so much as just like the the first image of him and then when they're showing uh later on when they're looking at uh, what is essentially a slide presentation and the slides start moving on their own and it becomes an animated version and you start to see his face appear. It's it. There's not a lot to it, but it just works. It just evokes mm-hmm. such terror. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really good. I, I, mean, I, I was a little concerned um, when they first showed the images and he has like the weird liney face paint. Uh, I thought it looked kind of dumb and childish but no it is full-blown terror fuel i mean the the tim curry pennywise looks like bozo with creepy ass teeth yes it, it, it it's not anything that is like it's not a different take on a clown it's he's a clown uh, when they need him to look sinister he does but he's he's more he's trying to pull the kid in by enticing him and he doesn't want to freak him out. This is like straight up. Like, I can't see how any kid. First of all, it's a paper fucking boat. Yes. Uh, you let that shit go. You let it go, kid. It's I know, you know, fucking recycling is important and shit. But just walk away from that. <laughs> I don't think recycling uh, mattered to this kid. Just no, throwing it out not. there. Well, it, it. I'm sure it does when he was getting recycled into like rat droppings and shit. Yeah, so if you haven't seen it yet, you're you're one of the few, and uh, maybe maybe you take a moment and and check it out because it, it's going to be everywhere pretty soon. I got to look and, up how many views uh, this thing has before we close the story. Just yeah, because I mean it hit 250 million in 36 hours. I'm fucking blasted! What? How? how oh, well, okay. I this is not going to be an accurate. Oh no! Here we go. Twenty-one million four hundred eighty-four thousand. Yep. 
And that's and, that's, uh, that's just the Warner Brothers pictures, the the official one. Right. There's um someone else uploaded it has eight million views. Some other guy did one million. That's fucking insane. Yeah. It it like I don't know if if it's just like one person just leave it on a loop all fucking day. Uh, I don't envy your bowel movement that you're probably gonna have forever, because goddamn, nonstop shitting back and forth forever, much as possible. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about how we've been affected by tonight's choice of movie, and how it's similarly affected us. Shitting back and forth forever. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, something to that effect. Yeah. Uh, the next news story we have is. I kind of want you. You can talk about this. You picked it. I I, I picked it because, man. So there are classic movies, and and sometimes the classics are classics because they were the first ones out there, and sometimes the classics are classics because somehow they're great. I don't remember ever actually watching the original original of the Blob. I may have seen one of the sequels somewhere down the line. I know Larry Hagman was in uh, the, the first sequel, uh, Beware the Blob, in 1972. But in 1988, there was a remake of The Blob done, and it was one of the the movies that was still doing um, effects that were like... There was slime in the movie. It was real slime. There was, there was shit going on. It was... It was stuff that was like being made. Someone worked on this stuff. It wasn't all digital and everything. The only thing that makes it hard to watch the 88 movie is because it's 1988 and everybody's hair is basically it's just mullet central uh, in this movie. It's it's Kevin Dillon and uh, I think Shawnee Smith or whatever from uh, summer school. It, But it's the blob. And they're doing a new modern remake of The Blob. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson is set to start it. He has just come off of doing the Kong movie, which I guess did better than I ever expected it to do. I'm like, how much fucking Kong are we going to get? It wasn't that long ago we had another one. But he, he does say, you know, he's been running from or chasing King Kong, Godzilla, the Wolfman, whatever, since he was a kid in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, he said, we'd go home and pretend to do all that stuff. So I'm doing Kong for the same reason. I'll probably be doing the blob. I just got a call the other day where the producer said they finally got their money from China to do blob. So it's been bankrolled. It now seems to be that it's going to be happening. They're trying to get it on the schedule to get him in right before he goes to do the next Avenger sequel. So they're on a timeline. Uh, is there anything new that can be said with the blob? No, the blob but, doesn't have like a rich backstory that you can elaborate on. Yeah, it, it's well, I mean, it could. I mean, all it was was a fucking meteor that landed in, on Earth. If you watch oh, the I, I like my we story watched, better. I thought it was uh, Satan and Thor's jizz coagulated <laughs> and made the blob. He, yeah. he, whoever lifts this dick, should he be worthy? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I, if you watch the uh, the director's cut of Night of the Creeps, they add more stuff with the aliens at the beginning uh, to give you a little bit of backstory of where the, the creeps come from. Uh, Critters, we watched recently and reviewed on here, 
same sort of thing is that there's there's the alien aspect of it that you could kind of go into if you want to that new sony movie life uh which everybody thinks is a prequel to the superhero venom for marvel comics uh could essentially be a story that would be about the blob there's so many different things that it you could do that if you wanted to, yeah. but realistically what you want to see in the blob is this gelatinous ooze thing crawling around and eating up people and just getting bigger and crazier. And you're just like, why can't you run from this thing? It's just, it's just fucking jello, right? Pink gelatinous dildo. Yeah. But it, it, it always weirded me out because it is a giant gelatinous ooze dildo. that has like, yeah, but it has like body parts and shit in it. Yeah, you know, every it's time you like... say gelatinous, I think of a dildo. Yeah, I don't know what kind don't, of don't I... fight this. I I never fight the dildo. Exactly. I just take it lovingly, dildo. like I'm Michigan. Wow. So yeah, uh, sequel, not sequel, remake of the Blob coming soon. Samuel Jackson is probably going to scream at it. Probably, He's as he eat. does. He's going to call the blob a motherfucking blob. Yeah, hope it doesn't show up on a plane. (laughs) That's next. Snakes on a plane to the blob on a plane. Blob on a plane. Blob on a plane. I think Kevin Smith already did that. Uh, (laughs) Said the fat man who gets mistaken for Kevin Smith way too often. Wait, wait, wait. Really? Oh yeah, I used to a lot. I, I mean, but I, I I played to type. I I would wear a movie hat. I wore a trench coat. It 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 was it was certainly like not outside of the realm of I look like that already. Mm-hmm. But I have been at conventions, comic conventions, where he was, where people came up to me thinking I was him. All right, I guess makes a little more sense. Not like you were just trying to take a shit in a gas station parking lot or something and someone's like excuse me mr smith can i have your autograph no i've, I've been mistaken mistaken for him at more local places too i also mm. like i i dressed up for him uh in the live action role-playing vampire game that i was in for a while uh with my friend doing jay uh, and then i dressed up as him at work uh, for halloween one year uh when i worked for a retailer and i had a little name badge that said silent bob on it I worked at the tech bench for the first half of the day without speaking, checking in people about their computers and stuff. And they would talk to me and they would expect me to answer. And then I would just kind of point to the name badge and they would go with it. It was great. Uh, you LARPed? I, I did LARP when I first moved to California. Okay. I think we talked about that before when we talked about Vampire the Masquerade. It was a lot of beers ago, but yeah, I believe we did it, talk about that. You move to a new state, you got to find some way to meet chicks. And strangely enough, a lot of my relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Old baby arm Scott swinging that LARP dick. A lot of relationships I would not go near stayed in the LARP. But what happens during LARP stays during LARP. Or Renfair. Our next story. (laughs) Speaking of things that should scare the piss out of you, analog. Uh, it's the old analog. <laughs> I was explaining uh, to Corey before we started this um, that I remind myself how to spell the word analog by saying analog. I'm 30 and, years and I, old and I have to say the word anal. You, every time I go to spell the word Wednesday, it's wetness day. I'm yep. just like, oh, fucking wetness yeah. day. There yeah. it is. You know, you do what you do. 
it, it's it's better than spelling it wrong and having the internet just fucking blow up on your shit. Uh, speaking of internet blowing up in your shit, uh, there is a new anthology web series called Analog, uh, although they might pronounce it differently. Uh, it's called Analog Unveils. Or, no, it's called Analog, and it unveiled uh, episode one, which is called Containment, because it's an anthology, so each episode will get their own title. Uh, this is from Hand Me Down Films. I had never heard of them, but the, the series hails from award-winning Northern Virginia production company and was created by Scott... G- that's not going to get said, right? Uh, Scott something with a J and Zach Gross. Uh, in the pilot episode, written directed by that J guy again, uh, and produced by Gross. Uh, teenage couple is terrorized by a mysterious creature when they accidentally crash their car into a restricted government facility. Now, I watched this, and other than the fact that the the guy in it looks like he is probably the drummer for the Spin Doctors, I <laughs> I just did not buy into their relationship at all. He was one. He was just a huge douchebag, and two, I'm like. That dude's not getting laid, says the guy, again, who probably has been mistaken for the drummer for the Spin Doctors more than once. Um, This is not bad. This is actually, I I found that the story of the couple was not as interesting as the opening of it, which is kind of the the window dress around the episode, which is the, the outlying story of being a a traveling writer who tracks down a mysterious radio broadcast that is broadcasting what he is writing. Essentially, as he's writing, he's writing stuff down into this notebook, and then he turns on the radio, and they are speaking what he has just written. Uh, so the story of, of his portion of it starts out the episode, and then it goes into this other story about this couple. The only only the first episode is out so far it's going to come out once a month on their youtube channel it appears to be free it's pretty good content you know it's one of those things that it's just kind of nice to see stuff like this get made and be available to us as fans of either horror films as as we are or anal the that too i was gonna say the weird world weekly crowd uh i would probably enjoy this as well we might recommend it to uh, Dave, who is our co-host on that show. Yep, uh, I'm definitely gonna have to watch this. I spent an entirely too—I can't form that sentence correctly. I spent too much time trying to figure out how to say that guy's last name while you were talking about this show. I got fucking nowhere other than that it's a Czechoslovakian name. So my guess is it's Yeshki. Yeshki. Oh, that sounds like a stuffed. A stuffed mushroom. Sausage or something. Yeah, that, that, that sounds terrific. Yeah. Yesh- now, <laughs> Yeshkorscht? That'd be a sausage. I, hello, Scott Yeshki. I enjoy your film, and hearing your name makes me salivate. Yeah, I mean, I, assu- <laughs> I just got really hungry for a, a sausage. I'm assuming that that's how you say it, but that really gets off of topic, talking about this guy's name. Um. Yeah. If only Fucking we had never set a standard that we might wind up off topic, off topic on things. That's uh, something we never do here. I hope you know that. Yeah, not at once. It, it is. It's it's pretty solid. It's it's not gonna like. Did you watch it? Blow your mind. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it's about eleven minutes. minutes. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. And it it certainly feels like this this story hits its moment of like here it is and there it's gone. It's it's not 
blow your mind great uh but it is it's good it's a good watch it's it's good for what it it's supposed to be i and i'm interested in the the outlying story about the writer right on uh last news story we got here robert rodriguez is set to direct stx entertainment's ugly dolls i don't know what this is at all ugly dolls are one of those just cute little stuffed dolls things they they came out a few years ago i would see them at comic stores and certainly comic conventions they're probably sold like fucking crazy at the stop and goth or whatever the name of that fucking store is at the mall uh hot topic oh hot top i and slowly but surely i was starting to get what you're talking about yeah they're 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 cute little monsters some of them have dead eyes some of them have have different distinguishing features that make them all kind of different from each other it's it's not it, it's kind of like garbage pail kids only without the interesting naming factor i think mm-hmm. but they're gonna do a a movie about them and rodriguez while he's done things like planet terror from dustal dawn and sin city he also did the movies that were basically for his kids for all. He did the Spy Kids films, and he did Shark Boy and Lava Girl, uh, where he brought us Taylor Lautner and fuck him for doing that. I, I think it's it's kind of cute because I guess the the other thing that's going on right now is he's been announced recently by John Carpenter actually that he's going to be doing the remake of Escape from New York. Yes. Uh, so he's he's kind of he's got one foot in the the sci-fi more mature trench and then he's got the other foot into what i've got to assume is going to be a kid's movie i i can't i can't see that this is going to be pitched as oh we've got these ugly dolls and we're we're going hardcore r on this uh and like just gonna make everybody freak out i i also assume that he has a scrooge mcduck style room full of money which is great because what you want to do is you want to fill up a room with with just coins uh because that's the easiest way to hold out your your money yeah and and just in general like uh i have six billion dollars how do you want that uh mostly pennies and quarters i'd like it in gold in gold ducats please ducats yep if you if you don't want ducats then fuck you that also reminds me of renfair oh jesus christ practically Um, taste the hepatitis But this is cute. Robert Rodriguez doing a movie about dolls. All right. What are you gonna do? All right. Let's talk about this movie. I don't know. All right. I don't know. I don't know how far into this thing I can get before I shit my pants. (laughs) So, all right. We're gonna do this a little differently. I'm gonna read the review, the the synopsis, if you will, and we'll say the name at the end because Corey wrote it, and I think it's really good. In 1980, a struggling artist is sexually assaulted by a mysterious stranger and is haunted by visions of the attacker. No one believes him except a senile hobo who says he had a similar experience decades before. Soon they are both pulled into a world of horrors unimaginable with the sorceress and her coven taking possession of everyone they meet and interact with. It is simple witchcraft or something... Fuck. I should have let you read this. I'm so excited. Is it simple witchcraft or is it something even more nefarious behind it? With a macabre soundtrack featuring the work of Jeffrey Lynn and Barry Devorzen. 
He did Night of the Creeps? Uh, he did the soundtrack for Night of the Creeps. Now the entire thing. All right. I'll be damned. Uh, from the director of The Burning Red, Robert Greenwald, we bring you the horrifying descent into madness of Sonny Malone. Xanadu. Fucking Xanadu. God damn it. All right. So my mom took me to see Xanadu in 1980. I was nine years old. I was ill prepared for this fucking movie. I was not able to handle it. Uh, I don't know why my mom thought I should be able to handle it. It is terrifying. It is a fucking wreck to my childhood that I will never get over. I and I, honestly, I think it's me on a bad path. I, I mean, I texted you halfway in, or 30 minutes into this. And I'm like, I don't know if I can finish this. I may have to turn it off. And you're like, you got to fucking wait till, wait till a specific scene. And then it'll all be worth I told it. You, I told you balls up. I said, fucking yeah. be a man and, and just fucking pull your penis out and look at it a little bit and say, did I earn this? Uh, and, and <laughs> I said, watch the fucking movie. <laughs> I uh I actually I had to do other things. I was too fucking scared. I had to get my mind off of it. I did some dishes. I probably ate food because I'm fat. Um, well, yeah, I, I don't know how you could eat after that opening scene. Um, because <laughs> it's just it's just fucking horrifying. All right, so uh, if you're not familiar with Xanadu, and and God bless you if you're not, uh, it it stars Olivia Newton-John. Uh, Olivia Newton-John, famous for being in the classic Grindhouse film Grease, a movie about a young woman who gets tangled up with gangs and girls of loose morals until it breaks <laughs> down the very fiber of who she is and she winds up compromising everything she once believed in. Uh, Olivia Newton-John also provides some of the the uh, music for this film along with Jeffrey Lynn. Uh, Jeffrey Lynn was a member of the Traveling Wilburys. Uh, also, Strange, sad story about that. That group had a member who died during the recording of one of their albums. You could actually hear him on the album uh, saying things about how lonely he is in the afterlife. Uh, that would be Roy Orbison. A lot of of really dark kind of backgrounds to the other people who were in this film. Uh, let's see. Um... One of the people in this would be Gene Kelly, plays a character, Danny McGuire, the old hobo on the beach, yep. who uh, has a interaction with a ghost in the film. Uh, Gene Kelly, if you don't know, was in a movie called Anchors Away. Anchors Away is the lesser-known prequel to Ghost Ship. And uh, you're lucky if you've seen any footage of it because it was so hated by the studio that made it, they have locked it in a vault next to the only existing copy of The Day the Clown Cried. Wow. I, I was just looking at Michael. I was looking at Michael Beck's IMDb here. who played, Michael Beck played Sonny Malone. I didn't realize that he was um, he was on the hit TV series for the sci-fi horror uh, Babylon 5. Yes. And uh, he did do other things, though. Mike uh, Beck was in... A lighthearted romp about a group of never-do-wells that accidentally stay up past their curfew and try to get home before being discovered called The Warriors. Now, that was that was probably the only thing I can think of that was not spectacularly horrifying. Um, and and well, I think I, I don't want you to it overlook, was probably produced by Disney or something. I don't want you to overlook his short stint on the often confused for snuff film Murder, She Wrote. Yes. Uh, speaking of... 
there is an animated sequence in this uh, from, I believe it is a gentleman named, what is his name? Oh, Jesus, I really lost it. Oh, boy. Um, I, I feel like we should also point out that legend has it that during this animated scene, if you play Slayers South of Heaven backwards at 45, so it's got to be an LP because you know it's, it's a 33, you got to play it at 45, so it's a little spun up, you will actually open the ninth dimension of hell. Satan will come over. You got to invite him. You got to invite him over for tea. If you don't invite him for tea, he will rip literally rip your soul apart and then and then you know fuck the pile that he creates so you got to ask him for tea and then you got to give satan his crumpet if you give satan the crumpet he will he will grant you seven wishes i would wish for like a never ending supply of potato chips that's just me you do what you want with your satan your satan wishes but uh yeah he'll give you your seven wishes uh and then he'll be on his merry way yeah, and if you backmask the Xanadu original movie soundtrack, uh, that music is what made up the entirety of the album's significant other by Limp Bizkit. Uh, the band's lead singer, Fred Durst, was actually conceived while his parents were doing something called roller boogieing, which is exemplified in the film. Now, now known there. as the Xanadu. The Xanadu. Xanadu. Which you Zena don't. Uh, the the animated scene I was thinking of was by Don Bluth. Don Bluth also did the film All Dogs Go to Heaven, which was a snuff film about puppies. Yeah, that's I just, you know you know how I feel about the murdering of puppies. Uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven, and the subsequent All Dogs Go to Heaven, two through nine. I just I couldn't get into it. It's just like making their way through every breed. I know. I just I don't get it. So I mean. <sighs> There's not there's not a way to really get around talking about some of the more horrific things in this. Uh obviously the the introduction of the band The Tubes um and just knowing that they went on to do I heard they became a well-known uh Swedish black metal band. They actually burnt down 47 churches on the third Sunday of the fourth month of the uh, 1,999th year. That's true. And then they all died tragically in a bus accident involving the Big Bopper. Yep. We'll never, <sighs> we'll never get there was, there was There was corpse paint and gauntlets and Big Bopper everywhere. Yeah, the Big Bopper, I don't mean the, the famed singer. I, I mean the, the bopping or things that you used to blow up and put them over your hands and you would hit each other with them and feel safe. They were kind of nerf-like. Unfortunately, uh, they were used uh, in a fisting incident while in the bus, and that led to them crashing and dying. Yeah, you, you gotta, if you're in a black metal band, you gotta take your gauntlets off before you fist your vocalist with a big bopper on. These are things, these are things that they don't teach you at black metal school. Good, solid advice. I, I just, I don't know. I, thinking back about this movie, I, I'm having flashbacks, and I, it's it's getting pretty late here. I know I got to go to bed. I don't know how much more of this movie I can recant. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's one of those things you kind of have to experience yourself. But when you do, just kind of imagine that you're going to wind up in a ring type situation where in seven days you may not actually die, but you're going to wish that you were dead. As you hear, uh, you have to believe we are magic 
over and over again in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's never going to end. It's relentless in its uh, insipidness. And it will, it will cause you probably some sort of mental retardation. You've been warned. Um, th- I mean, this is, obviously you have more experience with this movie than I do. This was the first time I've seen it. This is the last time I'll see it too. Um, I, well, we can we can talk about this as long as you want, but I'm... I mean, I I have it's it's kind of a compulsion of mine. It's it's like being obsessed with true crime or or serial killers. I have owned this movie in every single way that you can, which is I mean, I have owned the eight track cassette of the soundtrack, the regular cassette, the vinyl, the CD, and and in video. I, I I recorded it off of TV on Betamax originally, but then I did own the VHS a few times, the DVD, and the, the Blu-ray, which is how I had to finish watching it the other night. Because mysteriously, while I was trying to watch it, the internet seemed to cut out halfway through. I think my, my TV just basically tried to save me for myself. You know, they say that uh, technology is getting a little too smart, and I agree, because... You know, your internet obviously cut itself. It's like, fuck this noise. But then you, much like the nude camper in any Friday the 13th movie who could just fucking leave, you start testing fate, you put that Blu-ray and you start walking around with your titties out. Like, oh, I don't know where Jason is. I better go find him. Well, if you if you don't finish the film once you started, then you have to sacrifice an animal, and I'm kind of attached to my cats. Fair enough. I, I did not know that. I... If it wasn't for you, I would have had to murder a dog, and I would not have been able to live with myself. I was trying to save you. I was trying to save them. I, you. Your wife can fucking deal with it, but yeah. I, I just feel like we're doing a disservice by by not telling people that, of course, the the biggest problem with this film is that it's developed such a cult following, and by that I mean there is a literal cult of people who ride around on on roller stake roller skates everywhere and they just they just come up to you and just randomly fucking put their mouths on you and Mm -hmm. try to swallow you whole Mm -hmm. and then spin off into the distance i've heard i've heard tales they're called the the xanaduligans they're primarily in the uk because you know soccer hooliganism is a big thing there uh the the xanaduligans are trying to to it's, it's turning into a turf war essentially between soccer hooligans and xanaduligans um, usually if the Xanaduligans pr- start to take a little bit of a beating, they got the upper hand, they got skates, they can just, just, they can just GTFO right out of that little fist fight. And unfortunately, no one, no one can stop them. The, the Xanaduligans are actually what the Droogs are based off of in A Clockwork Orange. Yep. Yep. Now you heard it here first, people. Which is amazing because this film came out in 1980 and A Clockwork Orange predates it by about 20 years. Uh, well, what you don't know is that the uh, the writer of Xanadu actually is the creator of a time machine. He went back in time. I've lost my own train of thought as to how I was going to connect these dots. <laughs> He's very crafty. Yep. Uh, yeah. He. So he. I, you know what? I assume he did is he took his time machine here into the future and made me forget what I was talking about and left. Yeah. So they do introduce what is essentially a speaking in tongues, uh, reading passages from a satanic text. 
uh, the Kublai Khan poem mm -hmm. of the, the UN dynasty. A lot of people don't realize that Kublai Khan was a Satanist and also a vegan, uh, which know, we recently had Glenn Rubenstein on the show, and uh, I believe that he is from the Khan dynasty. I actually believe that being a vegan is worse than being a Satanist. Like they go hand in hand. They do. They do. You can't. You can't do one without the other. It's like uh, smoking crack and worshiping Satan. You're, that's you why Satan and you're a vegan. It's the hand in hand. And that's why when you summon Satan and you give him that crumpet, you're depowering him because you make sure that the crumpet has eggs and dairy in it. Yes. Yeah. That's how you get him. You lie to him. You tell him it's a vegan. It's a vegan crumpet. He'll likely be wearing black rim glasses and a slouch beanie. He may ask for a PBR, but you never give Satan that tall boy PBR because that's that's you'll just you'll turn him into a super beast. Uh, one other thing, this is actually true. This is a, a bit of trivia. The day that I arrived in California when I moved out here, uh, so the day that I actually got my car into California and had decided this is where I was going to stay, although it was a plan driving across the country, uh, the actor Gene Kelly passed away. That is um, one of those things where I felt like it was basically telling me I made the right decision. Was he from California? I don't know. I gotta look this up. I gotta see where he died. I mean, he 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 was in Hollywood for many years. He so died I in Beverly Hills, California. Yeah, which I was in Southern California when I arrived. Uh, so yeah, that's just one of those things. Like you know, it's just it's tell, God telling me that I made the right move. Oh boy, let's uh let's rate Xanadu and kind of I want I gotta I gotta watch some cartoons while we're down here to kind of cleanse the palate. So yeah, I would I'd expect something light. Yeah, um, the new episode of Rick and Morty came out. I'll probably try and watch that. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's it's pretty solid. Um, all right, yeah, let's rate the let's rate the movie. So we're gonna do this on our, our fab scale like normal. I'm still very distraught, so I will just get right into this. Uh, if you're new to the show, uh, I'll do my best to explain it. But if you're a long-time listener, you, you get the FAP scale. So uh, the, the the F and FAP is for the feature. Uh, we do everything on a 0 to 5 scale. Since we don't have a guest, Corey gets to go first. Uh, well, I I have to preface this by saying that I have a long-standing fear of this movie. I think owning pieces of it has helped me to a certain degree. But it does have a presence in my house. And in my life, so I'm going to rate it high strictly because uh, I'm afraid of what it will do to me otherwise. So, feature, I'm going to give it a five out of five. Fair enough. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm kind of going to go the same route. Um, I, I feel compelled to give it a really high score simply because I don't want this movie to murder me in my sleep, and I also have just overcome uh, with giving it a six out of five. Uh, <sighs> that's, that's a wise move. Yeah. I feel like I've been, I've been, I've been let. Uh, you have you have taken the heat off of yourself to such a point that I'm going to have to go even higher in the next score. The Xanaduligans uh, might come over, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll just keep this rolling so that we can appease all Xanaduligans that may be listening. Uh, the next up is the attention of the movie, uh, Corey. Uh, attention! I will give it a five point five. I'm I'm 5. I'm only able to go that far because I did have to avert my eyes many times during the film. Fair enough. I, like I said, I was so terrified halfway through. I had to like do the dishes. I did my taxes. Uh, I filled out some loan mortgage, some mortgage paperwork because we're gonna buy a house. I'm so fucking scared of this movie that we're moving. 
We have sold our house. We've bought a new house. I'm not going to say where because I don't want Xanadu to follow me. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a six because I'm... Yeah, uh, one one thing that I would recommend is because of the, the Xanadu, Xanadu hooligans, when you get to your new home butter every doorway yeah i've heard that i've heard butter if you if you butter the doorways they will actually um that's it's like uh, the passover you put the sheep's blood um, exactly they knew that it was time. don't use margarine margarine nope. will not do shit for you nope. uh plus it gives you bad cholesterol you need good cholesterol yep to to fight so do you, xanadu demon do you think there's a difference with the uh the xanaduligans with salted and unsalted butter well unsalted I'm, butter I'm asking, will keep asking longer. for a friend Unsalted butter will keep longer, will stay fresher longer because it can be at room temperature. Uh, the salted butter, I mean, unsalted butter needs to be kept in a cooler climate. Now, where okay. you live, you might be okay. Yeah. Uh, but I would say, you know, fucking give them the salt. That will again, that will slow them down. It will, it will permeate their their veins, and uh, they'll become lethargic. Ooh. They'll they'll probably just kind of like sit around and fart a little bit. That that's the best that you could hope for. I actually, you know what? I'm thinking that there's a potential that the Xanaduligans may have vampiric powers. I may mix a little bit of garlic powder in with the salted butter. We'll just give them an all for one shot. Now, if you do that, they may actually just bring popcorn and wipe it across the door. All right. You, well, you uh, well, okay. So we'll we'll do a two tier defense we'll have a salted butter streak and then i'll make a garlic streak a little further away that if they tried to drag pop it would just break uh, yeah so absolutely all right, all right all right uh if you can distract them with rice cakes uh that will just piss them off yeah it'll just get in their way uh yep. the last category here we have is the panic Corey. i mean i literally shit my hand and threw it at my screen so i'm gonna give it a seven seven well fair enough all right um uh, terrifying terrifying i don't know why but i've picked yet another six it appears my scores are just straight up six 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 this movie is the devil it's true it's i can't get over this this movie is fucking terrifying so uh we may be dead but if not you can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966 uh, you can email us at pot at gncast.com or you can leave us a message on the website uh tell us tell us what you like what's your favorite part what's your least favorite part Although we're potentially dead, so I don't know if I necessarily care. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast of Terror. Uh, we're on Facebook now, just Podcast of Terror. Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your favorite podcatchers, and leave us feedback on whichever one you like. All subscription options and links can be found at gncast.com. Uh, you can find the entire network on Facebook also, too. It's just under the Galactic Network. Um, Corey... Um, you're you're going to be dead by the time this comes out, so I don't know if you give a fuck, but you can tell people where they can find you. I mean, what I'm probably going to do is I'm going to watch a very Christian movie to kind of counteract this. I figure it will probably be uh, Scott Bayo's Zapped. Uh, oh. That was obviously it was a religious film that was created by uh, a sect of the... The Church the, of Latter-day Saints, right? Uh, I was going to say the, the Practitarians. Okay, okay. But, Still, I, uh, you can find the comics that I help make at uh, donutscomics.com. It's probably the best place to find me right now. Terrific. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt the Lifeguard. Um, that's going to do it for potentially the last episode of the podcast here ever because we will be murdered by Xanaduligans. So thank you very much for your continued patronage, and uh, we'll see you guys in another life. All over the world. 
Hi there, this is Brett Stewart from the Jukebox Podcast. Are you a huge fan of music, or perhaps you'd like to expand your sonic horizons? Well, I am here to help. Every month, the Jukebox digs deep into the finest of the world's independent music. From folk to blues to hip-hop, rock and roll, jazz, spoken word, experimental, even classical, we spend time with it all. Plus, I bring industry professionals and fellow fans on Jukebox Roundtables every month to discuss the latest news and topics in the industry. Join me at jukeboxpodcast.com and on all major podcatchers. Next week, we are joined by co-creator of Hate Brand Goods. You've heard Matt. Matt Vincent, if you're not keeping score, potentially dumb. Uh, we have Matt's business partner, Mike Beach, will be coming on. Um, this is the one time we're letting our guests pick what we're going to watch has kind of backfired because he has us watching Disney's Mr. Boogity, which has a sequel. And I'm, I'm so surprised that he didn't have us do a double feature. Well, funny. I'm going to remember to bring this up next week, but funny. He wanted to do reanimator. I told him we couldn't cause we did it with Matt and he proceeded to tell me that he wanted to do the reanimator because, uh, he, and he like, he'll have to tell us the whole story, but he saw it. Because he stole his older brother's porno tape, and like after the porno uh, reanimator was on it, so which that... is what you do <laughs> is, is you you basically you take your erection as far as you can go, and then you kill that shit. You Re- kill it dead. Reanimate it. That's the only way you're gonna get it back later. That's gonna do it for another episode of the podcast of terror. Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Stay scary, everybody. Bye. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.